at the beginning is looking to find out what the owner is trying to accomplish by hiring an associate. Are they looking for growth freedom? Are they looking for growth or are they looking for freedom in their practice? Are they looking to double their visits or are they looking for time freedom? Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, everybody? Hey, it's Dr. Stephen Franson from The Remarkable Practice, here for another episode of The Remarkable CEO Podcast. Super excited about this episode because I've got a very, very good friend of mine, Dr. Mark Mao from Cairo Matchmaker fame here to join us. Good morning, Dr. Mark. What's happening, brother? Good morning, Stephen. Great to be with you here today. Super excited about the content we are going to lay down this morning. Absolutely, man. So Dr. Mark is our resident associate doctor expert, not just only from his own personal success in this space, not just from his own personal trials and tribulations of being an associate doctor, having multiple associate doctors, but really Mark is has been our, our placement expert at the Remarkable Practice and at Cairo Matchmakers for the last several years. And he's probably had more associate doctor conversations than pretty much anybody that I know. Uh, so Dr. Mark, I'm going to pick your brain on behalf of our listeners today. I've got some questions for you, but I know the first one just straight out of the gate is I want to give a framework for what we're going to be talking about today. In those conversations, you and I have We've sheared laughs, tears over beers, hearing about how so many of these things go sideways. So many of these associate doctor relationships fail. And it's very often these doctors are showing up for you, looking to either fix a broken one or replace one that went sideways, or they're showing up terrified because they're either trying to hire their first one or just hiring their next one. What's going on with this? Why is this so hard? How are these doctors showing up to you? And really, you know, what's the problem? You know, Stephen, I think you and I both laughed or cried about this over a few of our conversations. But as we always say, we teach from scar tissue, right? And being an associate, my wife and I were both taken advantage of in a financial situation of what we were doing. And then I've had 13 associates over the last 17 years and had really, really awesome relationships with 11 of them. Um, And two of them were really wrong hires. And you know, we say wrong hires cost us six figures, I think, when it comes to associate docs and right hires, I always like to say, can make seven figures. So doctors come to us with really, number one, truly, it's, it's a clarity issue. They're not clear at what they're trying to, number one, accomplish in their practice. Where are you going in the next zero to two years? you know, two to five years. We always say, let's start with the end in mind, but where are you starting and where do you want to end? So really it's about what are you trying to accomplish? You know, number two, Julie, what do you want the associate to do? Are they, are you looking for attraction? Are you looking to, you know, bring in new patients with this doctor? Are you looking at conversion, you know, signing patients up for care? Or are you looking for a long-term retention? Number three, we're trying to find out, they're asking, what do I compensate them? There's so many, there might be a thousand different ways. I know you hear it. I hear it. There's a thousand different ways to compensate a doctor. And depending how you're how they're built, which I think we're going to get to in a few minutes, will determine really how you start to compensate them. And then number four is like I started with is what's the exit strategy? What's it look, look like? Do I want a doc with me long term? Gosh, I want them here 10, 15, 20 years. Looks a lot different, different than the doctor you're looking at. Hey, I'm looking to retire in a year from now. I want to sell my practice to my next associate. So we really, really want to, what I'd start talking about is really blood 
typing these doctors to make sure they're the right fit. Okay. I love that expression, blood typing. And I'm going to pull from some of our remarkable practice content on this one when we talk about the four rights, right? So it's all about getting the right person in the right role, doing the right work the right way. And I know as a champion and a coach in our system, Dr. Mark, you understand and appreciate that it always starts with getting that right person, right? So when we say blood type and we actually, we know that you can test people to find out exactly what their blood type is, so to speak, in a laboratory setting. But we can also test to find out what a person's cognitive behavioral typing is. In other words, how somebody behaves, right? So I love, I think Dr. Dr. Allen was the one I heard this from. Dr. Allen Miner says it best when he says, you know, we hire for personality and aligned philosophies and, you know, and, and skill sets, but we fire for behavior, right? So in so many of these so many of these relationships, these associate doctor relationships and arrangements go sideways because we just had expectations and agreements that were not met, or we really never established expectations and agreements. And whether it was wonkiness or lack of clarity with those expectations, or we had, you know, you had one set of assumptions and the doctor had another, the associate had another set of assumptions more likely. And there was a total just lack of clarity there. So I love that you went there with that. So yeah, we're going to double down on it. Let's Let's hit, let's hit that first one. So when you talk about, you know, lack of clarity around what is the objective, like what, a what is the doctor trying to accomplish by hiring an associate, right? So they, they come to you and, you know, they say, Hey, I, I think I'm looking to hire an associate or maybe, Hey, I want to hire an associate. Can you help me with that? How do you deal with that? How do you uncover that somebody lacks clarity around what they're trying to accomplish by hiring this doctor? You know, what I, I see a lot in our profession is this, Stephen, is I see doctors placing an ad, right? And they're looking for a person. They're looking for the doctor to like them, want to live where they live, practice the same way they practice and so forth. But a true business actually creates a job description first. You know, they have an HR department and they say, okay, we have this hole in our business. We're going to write a job description of actually how to fill that hole. And then they go look for the person. What we usually do as chiropractors is rewrite an ad looking for a person. And then we try to fit this person into a job description that maybe we have in our head or we don't have in our head. We're not sure of the expectations and agreement. So we really start out with at the beginning is looking to find out what the owner is trying to accomplish by hiring an associate. Are they looking for growth freedom? Are they looking for growth or are they looking for freedom in their practice? Are they looking to double their visits or are they looking for time freedom? Are they looking to become the doctor who really are doing, they're doing the marketing and they're doing the closing. They need a doctor to actually do the adjusting. Are they looking at open a satellite office? Different type of doctor than the doctor you're looking at for doing adjustments for the next 10 year, right? So it's really taking a look at, taking a look at really the short term, zero to two years and then taking a look at long-term, what's the expectations in the exit strategy, which we'll get to, I know, in this conversation as well. Yeah. All right. So let's stay there because, you know, we teach our docs, right? Like we're always teaching our docs when it comes to, I'm going to use the word selling. Okay. So to sell chiropractic care. Okay. So when you are trying to convert a new patient into practice or you're trying or into care, or you're trying to convert them into a maintenance care or a wellness care and retain them, et cetera. Right. So we know that people don't buy services that they, they buy outcomes. Right. So ultimately we want to make sure that when we are, when we are talking to these, to these doctors looking to solve their questions around who are they looking to hire? The thing that you got to focus on is the outcome. Like, so when you said, expansion or, you know, how growth, right? So we're, we're looking to increase our capacity. That's certainly a different objective than 
listen, I'm trying to free up my time a bit, right? So I, I'm just looking to create clawback some time freedom, which, you know, they may want to spend that time doing more marketing. And they're like, well, the way I could grow my practice is I could actually hire one or two or three more chiropractors who were, you know, their job was to be a chiropractor, be a caregiver, deliver a patient education and deliver chiropractic care, right? So, you know, that doctor might say, instead of bending over bodies all day long, I'm going to free up my time. I'm going to hire some people to help me do the adjusting. So I have more time to do marketing and generate leads or conversions and close leads, or, or maybe it's be a CEO and run the business, you know, working on in the, on the business as opposed to in the business. I love that. Or maybe it's having free time so you can get home to the family at night or go on vacation, et cetera. Right. So man, those are two really wildly different objectives or outcomes you're looking for. And man, so important to have that level of clarity before you even begin to write that job description or write that ad to bring a person in, never mind interviewing or hiring somebody. What are we trying to accomplish? Love that. Okay. You said the second one was they, they're not sure of what they want the doctor to do, like that associate doctor to do. And when I heard that, I'm like, okay, so if we're beginning with the end in mind, like you said, if the end in mind is to grow the practice or create greater capacity or to create time freedom for me and free me up to be doing other things other than adjusting, or maybe it's planting you in a satellite clinic, like you mentioned, or maybe it's, you're going to be my successor and buy me out. Exactly. Like if you know, that's the end in mind and you're hiring a doctor, what do you want that doctor to do to help you achieve that outcome specifically? You know, what role, what are their, what's their quote unquote job description going into it, man, it's amazing. I mean, you actually have doctors showing up without having clarity around that. What do they expect? I mean, do you, do they expect them? What are they looking for like a mini me, or what are they? What are they looking for when they show up? You know, that's usually the case, right? They want them, and the problem is, is they would never work for them, right? They would be doing it on their own. So, uh, what's cool is we have this really cool discovery process at Cairo Matchmakers, and I literally get on the phone with the doc for a half an hour phone call. Sometimes it can be up to an hour. We do what's called a snapshot. What we do is we really focus them in on what are you trying to accomplish, and the reason why that's so important is because of that cognitive test you were talking about, this behavioral assessment. And we have a behavioral assessment that we use that we can actually predict almost to a T of exactly how this doctor is going to practice inside of your office. You know, what we've come up with is we've come up with really three types of chiropractors. We have the entrepreneur, the business builder, and the caregiver. And what we've kind of coined, because we like cars, as we've said, the red race car, the SUV, and then we have the pickup truck, which really is the caregiver, SUVs, the business builder, and that red race car is the entrepreneur. But this assessment can really peg this doctor for what you're trying to accomplish. And a lot of times the doc looking to hire, who's looking to bring somebody in is that race car or business builder. And they're looking to, try to, to bring in a doc that they're going to stay with them long-term doing what they're doing. That's never the case, right? They're not going to be accomplishing that. So what we want to do is, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you looking to attract more new patients? Are you looking for a doctor to do more marketing for you? That's a different type of doctor than the doctor you're going to have in retention in your practice, who's going to stand behind a table and adjust 50, 60, 70 people for you, right? So if we can actually blood type, I'll go back to that, blood type the doctor before we put them into the practice, that's called the vetting realm, what we do at Cairo Matchmakers. If we can determine that from the beginning and what you're looking for as the owner, then what we can do is we can go out and look for that type of doctor. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. 
If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. So good. Yeah. I love the metaphor. I've heard you use it before around the cars when, you know, if somebody was going to go buy a car as you're going shopping for a car, you would never leave your house to go buy a car without answering the most important question. What am I going to do with this car? What am I going to use it for? Right. If you were going to go, you know, for surfing, you know, you want a pickup truck, right? So if you want to go someplace, you know, on a trip with your family, you'd want the suburban, right? So it's like, what are you going to use the vehicle for? What's, what's, what do you want to accomplish with vehicle? Thinking about it as a tool, how you'd use it. Same thing with this relationship with this associate doctor is like, what are you hoping to accomplish by bringing this associate doctor into your business? I love it. And it's going to call for one of those specific cars, right? So you want to yeah. get some things fast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take the sports car. Right? So, yeah. I love the idea of like being able to predict how somebody's going to behave right ahead of time and say, listen, I, what I'm really wanting to do is I want somebody who's going to be very happy to be in the adjustatorium as a caregiver to, you know, taking care of half or two thirds of the adjusting that happens, or maybe I'm going to, you know, expect to bring in two caregivers and each one of them is going to take a third of my volume and I'll keep a third of my volume. Right. And now I've just reduced my time adjusting patients. Not that I don't love adjusting patients, but we all know the difference between getting to adjust patients and having to adjust patients. Right. Next thing you know, you got two doctors and they're adjusting two thirds of the patients. You keep one third, it's freed up your time. So maybe one third is spent building the business. One third is spent running the business, or maybe one third is spent outside the office, seeing your family, going to the gym or going on vacation, what have you. So Man, I love this, Mark. So, all right. So now we know it's lack of clarity around not sure what I'm trying to accomplish. What's the outcome I'm looking to drive? Things like growth, free time, increase my capacity, reduce my risk or my exposure. Number two is I'm not sure of what I want the associate doctor to do specifically to help me achieve that objective. And then number three is being unsure of where the relationship's going to go, right? So what's the exit strategy? Is, am I looking for somebody to be a bridge solution for two years and then launch them in their, into their own practice? Do I want to find a successor because I'm going to sell my practice? Do I want to just have a, an associate doctor that comes alongside me as a caregiver and stays forever, right? So knowing exactly what you're trying to accomplish based on the exit strategy and all of these things together would inform the the avatar or the type of doctor that you're looking for. All right, so let's talk about comp structure. What do we need to know to do this right with compensation? Well, once again, behavioral assessment is going to show us how this doctor is built. So if you take a business builder, this doctor is going to want to be rewarded on bringing in new patients, closing plans, right? Growth inside of the office that they're directly responsible for, right? So more of a salary plus incentives, bonuses, and commissions, they're going to want to see up that ramp. As I just saw you use your hand, that ramp that's up, right? Where that caregiver, that doc comes in the office and they just want to be a part of the team. They're a person who went to school to be a doctor. What they're really great at is they love to diagnose. They love to adjust. They're awesome at one-on-one conversations. What's really cool is they build a practice through retention and one-on-one interaction. So what they want to see is they like a salary 
they're, they like stability with the salary, but what they really see and where they would want to be bonused on is growth of the practice in general, the whole team moving forward. They want to be a part of that team. And part of that team is then being compensated for the growth overall the practice. But these are two different types of docs, right? The business builder, they're going to attract, they're going to convert, they're going to push. It's But I, I want to make this also an understanding is that caregivers can also convert, okay? Sometimes I'm having a conversation, they're like, well, I don't want just a doctor to adjust. Caregivers can definitely convert patients. This needs to be needs to be systems in place. And we go back to has to be proper systems in place in a day one, day two with the proper training processes and procedures, that doctor can do a great job in that area as well. One-on-one connection is their, you know, that's their genius. You know, Mark, it's so funny when you say that, and I can speak to you frankly as a TRP coach to you, that you know this to be true. What we find in the remarkable practice is we actually have to take those business builders who are usually more drivers and can come off a little bit more strong and salesy, right? We have to teach them, listen, the way to really convert nowadays in the modern world is to be empathetic, right? You have to make that empathetic connection. So like I've joked with you before, I actually had to learn that skill set. Right? So I had to, I recognize that I need to go through this process, this system that we teach in the remarkable practice. I, that system was developed because it had to reconcile my lack of empathy, I'm a driver. I'm a solver. I just want to get after it and start fixing, right? So that doesn't serve the patient who's on the receiving end of that, even though, you know, I was somehow able to get get over that hurdle and convert a whole bunch of people. But it breaks my heart thinking about how many people I didn't convert because I was already going hundred miles an hour by the time they got, they ran into me. You know, it's the other 70% of doctors that are not drivers, entrepreneurial. They're actually, their gift is they are great connectors and they're empathetic connectors. So if you put them into the right system, that caregiver can actually be a strong converter because that modern consumer likes to be, they like to feel heard. And that's where so much of the conversion process happens is making that empathetic connection. So I'm glad you pointed that out, man, because, you know, frankly, so many of these caregivers, we use expressions like they're just an associate or they just adjust. Please don't do that or say that. These are the brain surgeons of chiropractic, right? So no brain surgeons walking around your town saying, I don't own the hospital. I'm not the owner. I'm not the boss. I'm just a brain surgeon. All I do all day long is do surgery on brains and I'm just a neurosurgeon, right? There's no surgeon walking around town like that. So why do we make associate doctors or chiropractors feel like in order to be a successful chiropractor, you have to be the owner. You know, they went to school to become a doctor, to become a caregiver, to take good care of people. And like we all did, except that 25 to 30% of us maybe have that entrepreneurial gene where we were excited when we found out we had the opportunity to own a business. It's so cool. You say that, Stephen, as well. And I'll build off of that is, you know what, some of the most successful practices we see, not only in the remarkable practice, but across the globe are practices that are run by entrepreneurs or business builders who take great care of their caregivers. Because you know what, caregivers is where it's at. I always ask docs, where do you make money in your practice? You make money over the table adjusting. And these are special, special people. And what's awesome today, I just talked with a doctor the other day and I said, what's awesome today is 65 to 70% of the doctors that are coming out of school now want to be a caregiver. They don't want to own businesses, right? And he was like, but I come from old school. I've been here for 35 years and every doc should want to open their own practice. And I said, you know what? Your grandfather came over from Italy and he worked on the skyscrapers in New York City. You didn't have to go through what he went through. So why should an associate go through? Because I always hear like, they have to go through what I went through. No, they don't. Let's meet them where they're at and let's... That's how we can bring chiropractic to the next step, right? Hospitals are so great because they put the right people in the right place. Who runs the hospitals? MBAs. Who does the doctoring? Doctors. Chiropractors. What do we do? 
We want to do everything, including fixing the toilet, right? If we put the right people in the right seats, not only with CAs, as I know Adriana, you heard her last week talking about CA placements. If we put the right DCs in the right seats with the right doctors owning it, that's how we take leverage inside of healthcare. So powerful, Mark. All right, I'm going to wrap with a vision, you guys. You can imagine if you get this right, that the right people in the right roles doing the right work the right way. If you're that entrepreneur that owns the business, or you're listening right now, or maybe you're an associate doctor listening right now, it's still this all still applies to you. Let's get the right people in the right role doing the right work the right way. Can you imagine, Doc, owning a business, owning a business, not a practice, owning a business that happens to be a practice where you have two, three caregiver doctors that are employed inside of that business, maybe another business builder, or maybe you're the business builder, man, can you imagine running that practice? Can you imagine the benefits of operating that practice? Can you imagine the scalability, durability, and the eventual transferability of that? I mean, think about what we've taught you. You've gone from being this owner operator to becoming the CEO. You've taken your office manager and turned them into a COO. Now we're talking about taking your associate doctor from this probably, you know, underperforming, underdirected, undertrained and developed, an underappreciated and undercompensated person on your team to turning them in to a remarkable associate doctor. Hey, uh, Dr. Mark, we really appreciate you. How do we learn more? How do we get in touch with you at Cairo Matchmakers if we want to go through this discovery process? Yeah, what you can do is you can go to our website, CairoMatchmakers.com. There are three links on there. Just jump on. If you're looking for an associate doc, jump on that. And my schedule once link is there. We'll jump on a brainstorming session. I'd love to spend a half an hour with you to talk this down. And the more you understand about where you're heading, what I'd love to say is that right now, a lot of you have jobs. And I say that that's an awesome thing. You know, Stephen and I, you and I were both there. We had these jobs that were just one of the best jobs in the world. But if we really, truly want to create a business, what we need to do is we need to surround ourselves with great talent, A players. I know we talk about that. And there's a lot of A player associates looking for great offices to work in to help you create that awesome business. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.